0: Hi, it's Paul Coker here from Transform Your Diabetes. And today I'm here with Julie Kiefer from the Diabetes Travel Network. And I'm really excited to be here because Julie has some amazing stories. She's traveled the world many, many times over. She's lived in multiple countries with her diabetes and she's here to share with us some tips about how to travel safely and well with your type one diabetes. So hi, Julie, welcome. And thanks for joining us today.
1: Hi Paul, Uh, thanks for having me. So
0: Julie, can you just tell us that, you know, that's you're living in the UK, but that's not a British accent. So where are you from?
1: I'm originally from France and I've been based in the UK for the past five years.
0: Excellent. And your passion is traveling. Is that right?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: And so what parts of the world have you been to?
1: (laughs) I've been to a lot of it, to be honest. Um,
0: Okay, so what's your favorite place?
1: i say my favorite place was Colombia, um, I, I was there for like two weeks and it was so mind-blowing. You know there were a lot of press about how dangerous the country was and I really wanted to go by myself plus with my diabetes it was kind of a challenge and it was lovely like people were so friendly, I didn't felt unsafe once, like I was able to speak Spanish The culture was amazing and the food was great. I truly, it really touched my heart in a different way. Like, as you say, I've been all around the world. And this is the one that really, at the moment, is my favorite.
0: And you've lived in other countries as well, haven't you? Because you you grew up in France, you're living here. Where else have you lived?
1: I lived in Australia. I spent one month in Bali. And yeah, the UK.
0: So I, I think it's fair to say that you're really well travelled. I think so. So would you like to give us an introduction of the diabetic? Uh, sorry, is it the diabetic travel network? Yes. So would you like to give us an introduction of the diabetic travel network and yes, and what you do?
1: Of course. So it's a social impact organisation that helps people with diabetes to travel with ease and confidence by providing education, coaching help to treat preparation and community support. I created the GTN, um, I think it was in 2019, just after a trip, because I felt a need from the community for more information about how to travel. But most importantly, for connection with other people that really have diabetes and are also traveling around. Because when you go on a trip or you even want to go a road trip or move country, it's already stressful. Adding diabetes to the mix, it can really be anxiety and a lot of people actually don't even think it's possible. So our mission is truly to make people see that one they can and help them so they can do it safely.
0: And I think one of the fears that I see a lot on social media being talked about is going through the airport with all of your insulin and your syringes. So would you have any tips on how to do that?
1: Yeah, definitely. So. Um, the first thing is like to plan in advance and what I do is I put all my supplies in the same bag, right? I have a mini cooler in which I leave the insulin in there and everything goes with you in the plane. You don't want to put insulin in the whole of the plane because I can be degraded. So you keep all of it with you. And when we go through the scanner, so basically most TGM and pump, they can go through the metal detector but then the x-ray scanner, they can't. So before going into the x-ray, you can request a pad down. And I think what's helpful when going to airport is to tell the security upfront, you have diabetes, there is supplies in your bag. So that prevent them to like question you. And I also recommend people to take a letter from their doctor because it doesn't happen often, but if they take your supply and they request to see, that will allow you to take the plane basically.
0: So I I think that's really, really helpful. Um, So what what about your experiences of traveling? What's the most difficult country that you've ever been to or or traveled through with your diabetes supplies?
1: I think the first time I went to travel, I I was about to go for a six-month trip in Australia. And so I went to the airport and I had ice pack. In my mini cooler with my six month supply, I took everything with me in one and security stopped me and they didn't want me to take the ice pack because the type of ice pack that I had was not medical approved and it couldn't go on the plane. And to be honest with you, I literally panicked. I was like, what am I going to do? Is the insulin going to be okay if it's not maintained at the temperature? Like the trip was 24 hours long. So I really was worried that I would end up in Australia having to pay for my insulin or something like this. But I still decided to, took the plane, to take the plane. And, un- and unfortunately, I, re- well, fortunately I realized that insulin is way more resistant than I thought. And drastic change of temperature are more of a problem. Because despite the fact that they haven't had the ice pack close to them for 24 hours, they were still fine. And I still use them for the next six months.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is not medical advice, but for me personally, the way that I think about insulin is it's best kept in the fridge, but the place that it operates and works is inside my body. And in my body, it's 37 degrees. So if it's we don't want it getting up to 37 degrees because, of course, then it's going to be active and it's going to denature. But if we're less than that, we're probably okay for most of the time
1: yeah again, this is not medical advice, of course, but this is from personal experience, and that was a very stressful time for me because well, if I had been there and nothing worked, I would have probably have to pay for it or find the insurance, and that would have been a lot of trouble
0: so if people want to know more about the diabetic travel network, how can they get in touch with you? They can
1: have... get touch definitely on instagram is Diabetic travel network. Um, So on Instagram, we also have a Facebook group and directly on the website, diabetictravellersnetwork.com. And
0: and you're building a community of people with diabetes who are traveling, is that right?
1: Yes, exactly. We have people from all around the world, to be honest, it's a 3,000 plus um, active member community. And it's amazing because, you know, independently of where you are in the world, you can see that people really face the same problems. And with this community and with what we provide at the DTN, we are able to really help people to live a better life with diabetes.
0: That's absolutely amazing. I'm I'm just so impressed. And again, I don't think this is part of your service, but I rather suspect that if somebody is a member of your network and they're in a country and they put a message up there, they might just be able to get some help from somebody else living there or that's had experience with that country.
1: Definitely. And that's also why I created it, is to have in-country support. Because sometimes you go somewhere, you don't know anyone, you don't know how the healthcare works. And within our community, you have people that are actually there, understand how it works, and are able to explain it to you.
0: You know, there are so many times in my life where that would have been so useful for me. I'm going to share a little story of my own here. My parents live in Spain, and about 10 years ago, I... my my wife and my children had gone to Spain for the entire summer and I was working. So I went with them when they went out at the beginning of the summer and basically he carried the bags for them. I stayed with them all for a few days. And then I came home Um, in the middle of the holiday of their holiday. I went out for a long weekend. And the night before I was due to fly to Spain, my father phoned me and he said, my laptop has died and my parents live in the middle of nowhere can you go and pick one up for me and bring it out when you come tomorrow and I was only traveling with hand luggage so I thought yeah it's okay and I uh, went to the shops and I purchased a laptop and then I realized I can't fit my my own things in my bag because I've got to carry a laptop what can I strip out and I looked at my supplies and I went it's okay. I was out with mum and dad a few weeks ago and I left a load of insulin pump supplies there. I'm fine. I don't need these. So I took them out and I left them at home and I flew to Spain. And then when I got to Spain, I didn't leave any insulin pump supplies in Spain. And at the time I was with, I was using a Medtronic pump. So I phoned Medtronic in the UK and Medtronic said, yeah, you, you're our customer and we'd normally help you, but you're in Spain. You've got to phone Medtronic Spain. So I phoned Medtronic Spain and they didn't speak English and I don't speak Spanish. And after a couple of hours of trying to understand and be understood, we managed to get some supplies. But unlike the UK, because I was not a customer of Medtronic Spain, I had to pay for them. Mm. And I think that in that situation, if I had have had a contact locally in Spain that was using a medtronic uh, system, I may have been able to reach out and say, can you help me out with a couple of sets while I'm here for a few days, and I'll send you some.
1: No, definitely. That's um, definitely. Especially you see the difference of cost of insulin when you travel. Like in some places it's so cheap, and in other, it's so expensive. Like, I remember I went to Scotland, actually, and I forgot my insulin in the hotel in Isle of Skye. But by the time I realized, I was already in the mainland, and nowhere to go back. And that also was like, what am I going to do? Right. So I always take a prescription with me. So thankfully, I went to the pharmacy and they were able to give me a pack, but I had to pay for it.
0: Yeah. And uh, again, that's just another really great piece of advice. If you're traveling, take a prescription with you, because even if it's not valid, it's proof that you need that insulin.
1: Yeah, definitely. And also, if they don't have the insulin that you need in the country, it helps them to find the equivalent.
0: Yeah. So are there any other quick tips that you would give to people, other than to come along and join your network, of course?
1: I would say to them, like, you really relax, get purpose, organization is key when traveling with diabetes so make sure you have all the supply that you need plan your trip in advance and then bring enough like snacks and anything in case you go low and yeah do it because if you don't do it now you will never do it and diabetes isn't a reason to prevent you to live your dream anyway also what really helped me is once you arrive in the country whether there is jet lag or not well there is tips to manage that but really get yourself in a new routine for a couple of days just to wait for your blood sugar to really come back on track. So that's important. You want to really readapt to the new time zone and the new rhythm of the country you are getting in. So you can enjoy your trip and not have to deal with your blood sugar all the way.
0: Yeah, and I think that time zones are important. I think the other thing that I have found from my own personal experience of traveling is that changes in temperature Change my insulin sensitivity too. So it's worth bearing in mind that for the first couple of days where you're settling into that new temperature and that new rhythm, you're going to need a little bit more time and perhaps pay a little bit more attention, even though you may not want to when you're on holiday.
1: Oh, definitely. <laughs> but it's worth it to do it at the beginning so you don't have to care about it later on. Too much.
0: Absolutely. So uh, thank you, Julie. I think what your mission is Absolutely fantastic. So I'm going to share your uh, your website and your Facebook group up Thank you. on, on here. And I'll create a podcast for, tra- uh, for Transform Your Diabetes and a blog, if that's okay with you. And we'll link. definitely. And uh, the more people that we can help and share, the better, I think.
1: No, I agree with you. Like, this is all about helping each other and like, you know, raising awareness. So thank you so, so much, like Paul, for your work and for helping me. It's a real honor to be here today.
0: And and thank you. I think that you've got a, a really great mission here and I'm fully supportive.
1: Thank you.